welcome to Season 2, Episode 3 of Game Sense. I'm your host, Michael Alvaro, and in today's episode, we'll focus on all the action from Round 2 of the Sample Women's. We'll unpack our two-player focus pieces on Charlotte Riggs and Matilda Schultz, before also hearing from top Tasmanian AFLW draft prospect Brooke Barwick after she tore her ACL in the preseason. As always, I'm joined by Rookie Me Central Chief Editor Pete Williams. How are you today, Matt? Yeah, really good. Looking forward to get stuck into it. Uh, obviously, quite a few interesting results on the weekend. Of course, the news about Brooke uh, is not great. So, um, yeah, let's unpack it, really. Yeah, let's get stuck straight into those round two results out of South Australia. The first game, of course, saw Sturt 88-56 defeat Central District 2-7-19. What do you make of that one? Yeah, it was, um, it was a real good bounce-back effort from Sturt, I think. They learnt the lessons of last round where they kind of got into a bit of a struggle against uh, South Adelaide, and, and we know they can score, and back on their home deck too at the Barton, it's, uh, they're quite strong. So, look, they were a bit too strong overall across four quarters, but it was really that third term where they put the foot down and, and ran away with it. And, yeah, a little bit of a worrying sign for Central District because it tends to happen each year. So let's hope they can, uh, you know, bounce back from this. Absolutely. We had a, a bit of a shock result um Depends who you ask, I guess, in, in the second game. The first of a doubleheader at Hyacinth Stadium with West Adelaide 6-7-43 getting up over North Adelaide 4-8-32. That's last year's Wooden Spooner beating the reigning Premier Pete. Yeah, and to be honest, at the start, it looked like it was going to be a belting. West Adelaide raced out to a big lead and North, to their credit, um, came right back and they made a couple of errors which were unnorth-like, uh, sort of later in the game, which cost them a couple of goals, which perhaps might have made it a lot closer. Um, but they did get within a couple of goals with you know six or seven minutes left. So theoretically, they were right in the contest after giving them a massive head start. But you know, a couple of factors: North lost two players, April Crooks, uh, as well as their vice captain Brianna Arthur, in the opening ten minutes. So obviously, two players down, you got three on the bench. Uh, and then West Adelaide, of course, have Lauren Young. So, um, yeah, no explanation needed there. So, uh, yeah, well done to West Adelaide, and they're off to a great start. We saw Glenelg get on the board, of course, in the second game of that doubleheader. 5-6-36 to Woodville West Torrens, 4-4-28. Pretty handy result for the Bays. Yeah, absolutely. I, I know you've checked out that game. You loved it so much. You were watching it a second time. Yep. Um, and, of course, a lot of star youngsters coming out of that, uh, as we'll speak about Matilda Schultz, Piper Window. Uh, Sinead Goody, uh, Violet Patterson, the list goes on. So quite interesting uh, to see that talent. But um, yeah, once Glenelg brought back the, um, I guess the troops, if you like, with Schultz coming back and Caitlin Swanson and whatnot, uh, yeah, you could tell that side was stronger on paper and they got the job done. Absolutely, they did, as did South Adelaide. 3-5-23, getting up over Norwood, 3-zip-18. Rounding out the action, what'd you make of it? Yeah, you got a feel for uh, the Red Legs this season they've pushed both North Adelaide and South Adelaide who were sort of my top two teams coming into the season so they've pushed them to be within a goal and um, yeah it's pretty tough when you, you start to fall behind they knew they had a tough draw up first so hopefully they've got a few easier games coming up but um, yeah full credit to them they pushed them all the way their percentage won't be too bad considering um, but again South they're just you know sort of chugging along they're not at top form but they're getting the wins which is all that matters at this stage of the year. Sure is. Results are key. We're going to move on to our first player focus segment now, which uh, is covering Central District prospect Charlotte Riggs. So tell us a bit about it, Pete. 
Yeah, so Charlotte's a bottom age prospect. She first came onto the radar last year. Obviously, as an 06er, she was only able to play Sample W um, from last season. She played a bit of key defence along with uh, Ruck, occasionally went forward, but was mostly key defence and Ruck. This year, she's basically exclusively that centre-half back role, uh, and I expect that's where she'll probably play at the national championships, though I think that uh, State Academy coach Robbie M- Neal might be needing her in the ruck, uh, depending on what happens in the next week. Uh, but, yeah, she's definitely a natural defender, great intercept mark, one of the best in, I guess, that sort of well, not the competition, really, but in the State Academy. She's just a clean overhead mark, really good, can kick it pretty long, and, um, yeah, she reads the ball well in flight. So she's definitely one that I've got earmarked as a one of the higher prospects for next year and certainly a really exciting talent, uh, without a doubt, and someone that Central District love having in their side because it's not too often you have someone of that size with that athleticism. Absolutely, and of course, uh, a pretty good, I guess, individual result from her in a defeat to Sturt uh, for the Bulldogs. But you mentioned what might happen in the next week, and um, you're of course alluding to the AFLW PSP signing period, and that might affect Glenelga Matilda Schultz, who was our second player focus. So she returned. That this was her first game of the season in round two. How'd she go? Yeah, so Schultz obviously missed a lot of the preseason due to a wrist injury. And once that got better, she unfortunately had a bit of a hamstring complaint. I don't think it was too bad because it didn't seem to affect her much uh, coming in. She only missed the one game. It was touch and go. And then, yeah, came back in on the weekend and clearly dominated. And look, I know you want me to throw you to you, Michael. You, you watched her in detail. Um, you really enjoyed the performance. So give us a bit of a rundown into what she did. Yeah, I, I actually really enjoyed um, her performance, but also Piper Window. Um, Schultz gave her silver service, really. I mean, there are a few stoppages early on. It, it looked a bit ominous where Schultz went up pretty much uncontested and Piper Window didn't have anyone with an arm across her and just breezed on through and, and got the hit to advantage and, and streamed on for a clearance. So um, it was great to watch. I mean, they dominated and, and Schultz was rotated. She started forward. Um, she spent plenty of time on the bench, um, but still managed to have an impact. I think like the best thing about her is just her mobility. Points to massive upside as a ruck. She's 187 centimetres, but moves like a player much smaller than that. But she's also confident... Um, you know, she fends off opponents and if she can get her contested marking up, she's pretty much the ideal tall um, and, and that'll help her when she plays up forward as well to have that sort of all-round impact. But, um, you know, she's so close to being that perfect prospect. Um, it's going to be really exciting to see what she can do at the next level. We got a, a little insight into that, of course, given she was uh, being marked by Leah Cutting while up forward. So she, well, to... I'm not even going to put it nicely. She tore it to shreds, really, when they were one-on-one. So, um, yeah, really promising from Schultz there. And Window, of course, as well, dominated, leading all comers. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was pretty exciting, Pete. Where do you sort of rank them among the top echelon of prospects? Yeah, I knew you were going to throw me uh, under the bus for this one. Um, look, I've still got, as of the running, obviously Lauren Young. I think we both agree that she is uh, the standout number one prospect. Uh, And then you can roll the dice out of the next group. Sinead Goody, I think, has earned that second spot at this stage. I do think it is hard to base it off Sample W form because clearly if you base off Sample W form, to be honest, off two games, Piper Windows ahead of them. Schultz has clearly got incredible upside and, and being a tall, I would certainly have her just ahead of Window at this stage. But that changes. That changes week to week. Carnival, like... It Molly really Brooks comes down to what you're... Yeah. the mark as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was going to get to Molly. Um, 
But yeah, like obviously she's out with a hamstring at the moment, but I would have Goody at two. Um, and then look, you're probably looking at Schultz, Window and Brooksby all in a, a pack that can rotate, to be honest. Um, and I, look, I know which order you take them all in, so that's fine. I'm, I'm happy to back in some of the others, but you know, it's a long way till I have to really think about it because there's all the other states to consider as well. So it's going to be interesting. And as you said, look, in all... I, I, let's be honest, Schultz is going to be off the board. Um, I would be shocked if she wasn't in the next week. So we're expecting her to be off the board. So that's going to be null and void. So it's going to be fascinating watching um, the SA girls because theoretically the entire SA midfield um, could well be in the top five picks. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously not the way that it happens at the moment, but on value or or quality. Um, So it's really interesting to see how they go. Absolutely. A pretty stacked South Australian crop and we're going to have plenty of discussions on who's ranked where. Um, I know plenty of people are are pretty curious. Of course, Lauren Young, one for me, number two, Schultz, three, Goody, four, Window, five, Brooksby. Um, So I just had to get that one out of the way, put it it out there. Um, We're going to move on to another state um, and their prospects, their top prospect in Brooke Barwick, who, of course, I caught up with down in Launceston, on the weekend she's unfortunately done her acl but we're going to throw to a quick little snippet of my chat with her tell me a little bit about your footy journey sort of how you got started um, and what you've done to get to where you are now yeah so i started footy um when i was 11 so um i've been playing for around six years um for claremont bulldogs and then um carried through till um, under-17s with them until I moved to Glenorchy in 2021 for seniors. Um, I think it was been great going through the Bulldogs um, journey. They just provided so much opportunity through, um, you know, football and education and the junior pathway is absolutely great, so nothing against that. And then moving into senior level, it's allowed me to, you know, compete with older girls and get heads stronger but physically stronger as well, so, yeah. yeah. And it seems like you had a pretty cool pre-season up until recently. Obviously, you got to link with the AFLW Academy. Um, what was that experience like? What kind of learnings did you take? Yeah, it was great. Um, I think being in such a high environment, you just learn so much of something you wouldn't think about um, before. So uh, they just teach a lot about, you know, creating your story and this is your pathway and the effort that you put into training or game day or even the education that you want to take out of it is, you know, what you'll get out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's super important um, going into stuff like that is that you have a you have a goal on what you want to achieve and they'll help you be there and every take you every path, like, step of the way, yeah. that thing. And now, I guess, you, you've gotten the bad news. Can you sort of talk me through how uh, it happened and um, when you found out about the knee? Yeah, so I was just playing a local um, touch footy um, game just for a couple of friends and um, I've just ran forward and then jumped back and changed direction on my right knee and it's just popped and I fell to the ground and it was just a bit, you know, a bit painful but I didn't think anything of it much um, and then just got the um, MRI scans and unfortunately it was an ACL tear with a slight meniscus, uh, ACL rupture with a slight meniscus tear. Mm-hmm. So um, definitely a setback but I think I've had no, I've had my time to grieve and I can move forward and uh, focus on the positives that, you know, there's many positives that I can look at as being uh, more educated about the, the game and help coach and getting a coaching role and support the girls, you know, thrive to be the best that they can. 
Um, I also think it's important that I can, you know, build up my mental strength and uh, make myself be the best version I can and um, support others and physically get strong in the gym as well, you know, build myself up and and so I'm ready to move into next year bigger and better and stronger, I think. Stuff. Um, who do you lean on at this time? Like, is there anyone in your life in particular that... I mean, there might be a lot of people, but who are you sort of going to for support? Yeah, I think um, I'm very privileged with having a lot of people that uh, are willing to support me and give them, give me their dedicated time. But um, I think my family, my mum and dad and sister, they're just always there for me and they always say the right things when I'm feeling upset and just hit me, get me back into reality and say, you know, you're going to be okay. This is just a, a small bump in the road. So I'm very grateful for my mum and my family and, and people such as that. Yeah, awesome. Um, in terms of, I guess, mentors throughout your football career, is it mum and dad again or have you had sort of coaches and, and people like that also help you out? Um, I think definitely coaches. I think um, last year, um, Jez has been awesome. Uh, he provided me with so many opportunities, but, you know, learning um, off the, off the field as well so I can take into next game and into season and what I should be looking at, you know, going into going into the next game. Um, also with education, like, I, I could say I was playing a bit of footy for fun and I didn't really know um, how I should be going about it. So I think through last year and um, this year coming, I, I've learned so much about um, the game and just how I should go about it. So, um, yeah, I'm grateful for Jez and also the, the um, AFL Academy coaches as tasks. Being around that high environment is great. Awesome. Um, you've got a heap of, I guess, ex-teammates who are now playing at the next level. Um, Claire Ransom, uh, obviously Perry King, got a couple of North Melbourne, GWS, Megan Gaffney, Raisendale. Yeah. Um, so, like, what's that like, basically? How do you aspire to be like them? Yeah, I'm, I'm so proud of how they've gone about it and, you know, moving away is also really hard, so I'm, I'm sure they're doing great, but... I think it's awesome for Tassie to have such a high representative of girls, you know, moving forward and achieving their goals. Um, yeah, so I'm super proud and I, I just think I inspire to be to be like them and to take their path that they they have shown for us and just, you know, yeah, just hopefully one day get drafted like they did. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Um... And obviously you're going to have to move into state um, and move away from home like they have. So in terms of your decision, where's your mind at at the moment? Do you have any sort of preference or any idea of where you'd like to end up? At the moment, I'm very open-minded. I think um, uh, it's just about the opportunities that I could get given and the best um, uh, environment outside of footy, but also inside the club as well. So um, I haven't really got any set mind of of which state I would like to select, but hopefully coming through the year I'll get a better, a better understanding of where I feel most comfortable. I think you'd feel really comfortable at Carlton. <laughs> oh, I mean, I do barrack for them, so there you go. You've hit the nail perfect. on the head. It's perfect. Um, on field, obviously, it's a bit of what if, but what kind of role were you looking to play this year? Um, what kind of strengths were you looking to exploit? Yeah, I think um, definitely back in the midfield. I just love uh, winning the hard contested balls and just competing with um, the other opposition um, would probably be my strength going into would have been going into this year. Um, but also being that that um, 
that older person in our in midfield group and help the other girls um, succeed and thrive and know where to take that next decision. So I think um, also being a mentor for the younger girls coming through as well. Anything you were looking to work on? Um, I think maybe my uh, endurance. I think a lot I um, just find myself needing to take a breather, but I think if I could just hold my, my endurance and get to that next contest or um, stuff like that would really improve my game a lot. Yeah, and what kind of goals were you sort of looking to tick off or what are you still trying to tick off now? Um, I think, of course, um, try and uh, be the best version of myself on and off the field. I think it's super important that if you're having fun off, off the field, you're going to thrive on the field as well. So I think a goal would, um, would, of course, be really physically fit and mentally fit as well um, and know when to make the right decision and, and contact the best um, supportive people. So... Um, I think that's my goal and of course end goal is, is to get drafted and feel comfortable at the right club and succeed there and you know do everything right. And just lastly obviously you're going to be coaching as well so like have you already dipped your toes in that and what's it been like? Yeah a little bit um, I helped with the training a little bit last last week and it was fun to see the girls um, I think I still have a long way to go in, um, in trying to educate them but you know being on Jez's um, Je- Jez and Jody's um, shadow would be great and just learning will be really beneficial for my football career. That was Brooke Barwick, Tasmania's top AFLW draft prospect who unfortunately will miss the season due to a torn ACL. Before we wrap up today, we're going to quickly run through the Sample W round three games and Pete's predictions. He's going to be in attendance for these ones, so exciting stuff. We're going to start on Saturday, March 4 out at X Convenience Oval with Central District taking on Norwood. How do you see that panning out? Yeah, this is uh, this is probably the hardest one I'm, I'm struggling to tip, um, purely because um, on form, despite being 0-2, Norwood are probably more consistent. And that's the way that I would be going. Um, the only thing that holds me back is Central District being at home. So they play that oval generally pretty well. I will go with Norwood um, based on history and form, but, you know, I would love to see both Central and Eagles in the next game prove me wrong um, the way that the season starts. Um, but for now, I'll go with Norwood. Yeah, of course, the records are deceptive. Norwood being 0-2 and, and a little bit of a tidbit, a fun fact, Pete, of those teams to have started 0-2 and in the history of the Sample W, only one has ever made finals. So it's going to be tricky for the, the Red Legs. How do, you, how do you think it'll pan out for them? Yeah, that's a fantastic stat to start off with. Uh, and yeah, look, I think it's going to be obviously tough from here. Um, I had them fifth, so I, I did have them just missing finals. Um, but in saying that, um, I think this is one of those 50-50 games because Central is in a very similar position in in the sense that they're probably in that mm, third, fourth down um, to say sixth, seventh. So this is one of those games you just got to win because it puts you ahead of that team um, in the long run. So, yeah, it's going to be tough, but I think Norwood will end up playing, obviously, some of the other teams that are probably a bit lower down. And, um, yeah, playing central around their level, I think they need to get a win. Both these teams do. So, yeah. Well, another 0-2 team is Woodville West Torrens, and they're going to take on North Adelaide in the second game of a Saturday doubleheader at X Convenience Oval. That one's at 2.10 p.m. Who are you taking? Yeah, if uh, there's one position I don't want to be in as a team is coming up against a North Adelaide side that's lost 
because they don't do it often. And when they do, they often respond pretty fiercely. So um, in terms of experience, it's heavily slanted one way. Um, I'd love to see the Eagles have a real crack at this because they are developing. They're not losing by much. They're not getting thrashed like they were, you know, two years ago or the start of last year. They're really pushing teams. But when push comes to shove, unless North has a really bad start like it did last week, which is very un-North-like, I I just can't say the Roosters losing it. And obviously I shared that little tidbit about the 0-2 sides before. The 2-0 sides in the history of the Sample W, of them, 75% have gone on to make finals. We've got two of them going head-to-head at Flinders University Stadium in South Adelaide against West Adelaide. Whose O will go? Yeah, that's um, it's this is the one I'm looking forward to um, heading down south. Obviously, uh, I don't know whether south have requested Twilight Games, but this is their third in a row at Norlunga. So, um <laughs> They pretty much can just book it in, um, plan their weekends around these fixtures. Yeah, this is really tough. I, I'm i interested to see what South do with Lauren Young, obviously. South, South, I feel, has more depth across the board. I think they've got a lot of really good, solid players. They've got some great youth coming through as well. West uh, have some really incredible hard workers, but they've also got, clearly, a couple of star young talents that can dominate, as well as Eilish Ross, as we've seen. Um, I will go for the home team in South. I do think West will trouble them more scoring-wise than the other teams. Um, So I will, yeah, I'll go with South, but I think it'll be a real close one. All right, well, Sunday we do have one standalone game as well with Sturt taking on Glenelg at Theberton Oval, if I can get that one out, at 12 p.m. Who are you taking? Yeah, I'll, I'll stick with Sturt for this one. I think they uh, the first round was almost like a third practice game, I think, for them, like a third warm-up. They were really, really rusty. I felt like they weren't themselves. And on the weekend, they just got back to what they do best. I think they're going to be okay from here. Um, and I think they'll just be a bit too good for Glenelg. I like the look of, obviously, Schultz back and, and Swanson up forward. So they, they'll, they'll cause some issues with for Sturt. And, obviously, this was the prelim final last year. Um, but I think that Sturt will just have a bit too much consistency. All right, well, there you have it, folks. The tips from Peter Williams. We'll see uh, how he fares this round. Of course, he went four for four in round one, so I guess he knows what he's talking about sometimes. Um, yeah, let's see if you can keep that going. If you have a Sample Now subscription, of course, be sure to check out all of the games, and if you're over in South Australia or Adelaide, Why not turn up? Um, Of course, also stay tuned to Rookie Me Central. We'll have all of the previews, reviews, scouting notes and more. Pete, thanks for joining me once again on Game Sense. Yeah, no worries. And uh, looking forward to getting out to the games. Hopefully it's a good day out. Yeah, absolutely. Should be. Say hello to Pete, by the way. I'm sure he'd love that uh, if you're out there at one of the uh, ovals this week. Well, last, I'll I'll just quickly on a tidbit. When I was down for the preseason, I didn't even mention I was going and... uh, when I rang up Sturt coach Michael O'Connor, he said he spotted me at Norwood. Um, and unfortunately, I had to leave uh, before the Sturt game played, which was on the Sunday. So um, <laughs> he didn't see me there. But um, yeah, he, he saw me there. So hopefully I'll see him and uh, yeah, a few others popping around. Awesome. Well, uh, it's going to be a social event this weekend in the Sample W. That's all, though, that we have time for on the latest episode of Game Sense. Be sure to subscribe to us on your favourite podcast platforms for all the latest episodes and follow us on social media. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and YouTube at Rookie Me Central. Thanks for joining us once again. 
Hope you tune in next week.